page 287.
Page 
I appreciate that choir singing. Not phrase, look up to God and see the light. Uh, I'm glad that God blessed me to do that when I was 12 years old. Thank the Lord. Good to be here in the Lord's house. Thankful for everybody here. We got a number of visitors and our sister churches and our preaching brothers. And we'll mention again, also besides having Brother Melvin and my sister Katie, glad to have them. Glad to have Brian Sandy, glad to have Brother Chris Page with us. Uh, and well, I was, I was looking for his wife. I think Sandy's here. Yeah, I see her back there. Chris back there with her. I appreciate these uh, wives as well as appreciating good preachers. And these all good preachers. I appreciate good preachers' wives. And so I thank the Lord for you ladies that uh, go with your husbands and back them and back the gospel. I thank the Lord for you. Uh, as I do my own wife, and uh, it's uh, precious to me. And okay, well, I said everybody stand. Everybody has unspoken request. Just raise your hand. Amen. Anyone's got a, a spoken prayer request? Now, just say what's on your heart. I'd make this request. Uh, I'd like to ask everybody to just pray for God to keep speaking powerfully to the lost. He's been doing that, and praise God, we've been seeing some of them get saved. But I've got a burden for so many. And uh, I thank God for that burden. That's, that's a blessing from God uh, to have a burden on your heart for the lost. And uh, so I, let's really keep praying for God. To, let's pray for, pray for Brother Melvin tonight as he stands. And uh, I really appreciate him being here. And uh, when I got on my heart... Uh, Call him and ask him. I, I appreciate his response. Uh, and I'm glad he was excited to come as I'm excited to have him. And uh, let's really pray for God to just really use him tonight. I appreciate that. And anything else before we pray? All right. If not, we'll ask uh, Brother Carl Atkins to lead us in prayer.
just now as I was, was getting ready to pray, I didn't mention my wife, but I certainly want you to pray for her. But I mentioned earlier, so I know you all are praying anyway, but, but pray for Linda with that kidney stone. Just keep praying for this service tonight, and everybody just obey the Lord. Who'd feel like singing tonight? Do you feel like singing? Just come on and follow the Lord. Let's pray for Barry. So I want to say a little something. Uh, Melvin was here. I think it was an ordination service. And uh, sometimes you you have something and it's bothering you, and you don't even know why it's bothering you. And sometimes you don't realize how bad it's bothering you. And uh, he said something just in passing. It didn't seem like a big deal to him when he said it, but to me, it really helped me. And uh, I had always been kind of upset if you'll have it, and I didn't even know I was that bothered by it, but there are, if you'll have it, there are some great organizations that call themselves churches. They do a lot of great things. They, they, help, they help people. I mean, they actually help people. They, they support people with money. They, they take the time if kids need other people with them to do things. But I've seen some of these churches and I've talked to some of these people at some of these churches, and I'm not saying all of them don't have Jesus, but I'm saying there's some that are like that. They do not have the Spirit of God. But it seems like there's doing, they're doing a lot of good. And he said something in passing. It was just like, he said, you can be in tune with yourself and your organization and still be out of tune with God. A pitchfork you hit it, and if, it's, if it tunes right, it's going to go 440 hertz. And it'll make the other strings on a guitar or piano, it'll make them buzz. They'll respond to it. So there's organizations out there. If you'll have it, what you preached this morning, they're riding in the wrong chariot. And one of these days, as good as those organizations seem to be, quote-unquote churches, the chariots that crossed the Red Sea... After the Hebrews got across, their wheels started falling off. They got the fear of God in them, but it was too late and the waters crashed and washed them away. You gotta be in the right chariot, give me your hand. And you gotta have the spirit. Now, he helped me so much that day because they are, they are in tune with each other and they're in tune to do a good moral thing, a good earthly thing. But they don't know a thing about Jesus. So I, I wanted to say that in part, thank you. And in part, it matched up so good with what you preached. And in part, with a song we practiced this morning in Sunday school that said, I don't want a, a golden, or a, I can't even remember. I wrote the words, I don't even remember it. In other words, I don't want a pretty place setting. I want there to be food on it. Okay, I'll hush now. And I got to sing this, but... I, don't, I, I know sometimes I say I ain't got a voice. I really don't have a voice. I was cracking when I was singing with the kids. But I feel like singing this. <clears throat> I wasn't there on the shores of Galilee When Jesus touched blinded eyes and made them see and though I did not see the empty tomb that day, I still believe 
Yes, I know what Jesus did for me. I believe there is power in the blood of the Lamb. I believe there is healing in the touch of His hand. But the greatest of all miracles was when my Jesus saved me. Yes, I know what Jesus did for me. I have seen the lowest sin sick soul have life anew, be made clean, pure and whole. And I have felt him loose those chains of sin and set my spirit free. Yes, I know what Jesus did for me. I believe there is power in the blood of the Lamb. I believe there is healing in the touch of his hand. But the greatest of all miracles was when my Jesus saved me. Yes, I know what Jesus did for me. Thank the Lord for what uh, Barry had to say and sing. Appreciate it. Anybody else got a song or songs on your heart? All right. Youth group. In sin I was living, no thought was I giving of dying or where I would go. I was looking at buying, so hard was I trying to gain all this world had to hold. No peace and no peace. 
pleasure could I even measure with all that I had to gain. But I repented and prayed and God saved me that day and now I've got something to say. I'm not going to I've been forgiven, Christ made a real change in me, and I'm no longer crying when I think about dying, cause heaven is waiting for me, now Satan's still lying, and he's always trying to lead you down the wrong way. Just call on Christ's name and He'll save you today. You'll look back to Satan and say, I'm not going to hell. I met the Savior once for song. Well, I like that. I appreciate our young people. Anybody else feel like singing? You know you all are welcome. You and your wife, Katie, if you feel like. Anybody's got a song? If God's give you something, you're sure welcome to do it. If not, I want you to really pray. Let's just try to lift this preacher up with our prayers. Get behind him. Pray for him, listen to him, and let everybody mind the Lord. It's our privilege. We appreciate our preaching brother, Melvin King, pastor of Harmony Missionary Baptist Church down at Dayton. Uh, I'm glad he's here. It's been a while since he's been here, and I'm glad he's able to be back tonight. That just blesses my heart. It's my honor to turn it over to Melvin. things first. You're a tad bit taller than I am. Good to be here. Uh, now, I've just got to make this comment. Now, I don't know if some of you realize it or not, but some of you that are up here with the youth group, you're not in the youth group anymore. 
The reason I said that, I said that as a joke, but the Lord got my attention when I was about probably 21, 22 years old, I guess. And I just kind of, and I'm not saying this to reflect on you all because you are locked in. I was just kind of playing around with church. You know what I mean? Wasn't real dedicated. I was playing in a, in a singing group, and I thought that was all right. I thought that's enough. Uh, got to, got to started dating Katie, and and she said something to the effect that she wasn't real sure that she ought to be dating somebody that didn't go to Sunday school. So one thing led to another, I started going to Sunday school. And, uh, and then, of course, another one thing led, she didn't know that I was running from a call that I probably received when I was 16, verified when I was 19, uh, made sure when I was, I don't even remember how old I was now, but um, I thank the Lord for it. Thankful that she showed me what it meant to be dedicated. But I said all that to say this, the Lord got, got my attention. He said, now you're, he, I was looking around, and I said, he said, you're not in the youth group anymore. You're, you've got a job to do that's, that's uh, that you've got to be an adult to do it. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying that young people can't, don't have a part in church. But I'm, buddy, what he was telling me was it was time for me to grow up. And uh, I'm glad I'm saved. Glad for uh, what the Lord has helped me with. And glad for these things that he has shown me in his scripture that makes me excited to preach. Terry, if the Lord don't give us something, we can't preach it. And if it doesn't excite us, then what good is it gonna do anybody? We're not here up here just to recite words. Brother Jim Whitley says a Paul Parrot can repeat after me. Yeah, we're here to we're here to let the Lord take what He has had written down in this book, and He makes it resonate in our heart and causes it to come alive to us, and we see it the way God sees it. That's amazing to me. I hath not seen, heareth not heard, neither hath it entered into the heart of man the things that God has laid up for his people. But his spirit hath revealed these things unto us. So, Barry, where are you? You're standing right there, sitting right there looking at me. Um, Got to get in tune with him first.
or everything's in vain. So I'm glad, I'm glad we're saved and glad we know what we got. So got to visit some with, uh, with Danny Hunter and Bonnie and just had a real good visit with them. Got to sing a little bit and the Lord moved and we just had a good time together. And uh, kind of, kind of uh, uh, just uh, praying for the Lord's help to get this put together for me, uh, for us tonight. But I'd like to, I'd like to read out of the book of Second Peter. And there's also a place back here in the book of Hebrews uh, that we had on our heart that we might that we might look at. And uh, I certainly desire your prayers. Now, I, I don't know where you are. Uh, don't know where you stand. But I do know this. That God wants to save your soul. He wants to give you life. He wants to give it to you abundantly. Um. I think somebody's singing a song there a while ago and, and the thought came to me, um, once you get saved and you realize there's a change that comes in your heart, you realize what life is really all about. And uh, your, purpose, your purpose changes. Your whole outlook just changes. You, think, you look at life differently. And not just that, but then you, then you get a longing to start looking into the scriptures and, you, and the Lord uh, reveals the heavenly things to you and you begin to see, man, there's more to this than what I could ever even realize. Just when I, I think it was one fellow over at Lafayette this morning said, just when I think that I've got Everything, everything that I need to know, everything that I can know, the Lord opens up a whole other room for me. Yeah. So looking in the book of Hebrews first, and then we'll skip over to the book of Second Peter. I'll start with verse 11. And we desire, no, I didn't even tell you what chapter I'm in. Chapter 6, verse 11 in Hebrews. And we desire that every one of you do show the same diligence to the full assurance of hope unto the end. That you be not slothful, but followers of them who through faith and patience inherit the promises. For when God made promise to Abraham, because he could swear by no greater, he swear by himself. Saying, surely blessing I will bless thee and multiplying I will multiply thee. And so after he had patiently endured he obtained the promise. 
For men verily swear by the greater, and an oath for confirmation is to them an end of all strife. When someone swears an oath to you, and they swear by the greater authority, whether it be of the land and even more so if they swear by God himself. That gives us a strong consolation that they're going to fulfill the end of their bargain. So God, because he could swear by no greater, he swore by himself. When he swore an oath to Abraham and said, surely blessing, I will bless thee, and multiplying, I will multiply thee. Abraham was well stricken in age and way past the ability to, to, to uh, produce children. Sarah was way past childbearing years. But God made a promise. He swore an oath to him. I'm going to give you a son. But furthermore, through that seed, all the nations of the earth are going to be blessed. Now, he was one, I believe it was Paul that brought this up in the book of Galatians. And I'm just going to take my time with this. If we get on a high mountain and preach, that's fine. If we just teach, that's fine too. As long as the Lord's in it, I'm good. I used to worry about getting all high, jumping up and down, worried if, they don't, if I don't jump up and down, they won't think I've preached. But I've got out, I've got out of that. But, but Paul brings this up in Galatians and he, and, and he brings out the promise that God made that through thy seed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed. Now, he didn't say seeds as in multiple. He said through thy seed. That means one. And that seed was Jesus Christ. It wasn't Isaac. The hope, the hope for eternal life did not come to us through Isaac. The hope for eternal life came to us through him who was of the seed of God himself. So his... This oath that God swore uh, with, with patience, uh, Abraham with, uh, endured him with, with patience and he obtained the promise. He never got to lay hold on the Savior, but he believed it in his heart that he was coming. How do you know that, preacher? Because Jesus himself said that about Abraham. He said, Abraham rejoiced to see my day, and he saw it and was glad. How did he see it? He wasn't alive. He wasn't there when Jesus was born. They said, you're not yet 50 years old, but yet you say, Abraham saw your day. Jesus gave the answer that'll prick everybody's heart if you listen to it. Before Abraham was, I am. Terry Alaclair, I didn't always realize what exactly Jesus was saying there, but what he was declaring was I was there before Abraham was. Before Abraham ever needed, needed to have a son to bear, to bear his image or to bear his name, I was already there in place to bring salvation to a lost and dying world. 
It was already ordained from the foundation of the world that the seed of God would come into this world and reconcile us back to himself. By the death of his own son, while we rose with pride, I'll have to preach it again, Terry. In Romans, Paul picks this up. If then while we were yet enemies, God reconciled us back to himself by the death of his son, how much more then, now being reconciled, shall we be saved by his life? Because he has raised from the dead, we have been saved by God's marvelous grace. Sin had to be reckoned with, and the only way it could be reckoned with was because Jesus died on the cross for it. Buddy, I'm glad that I don't have to pay for it myself. He paid for it for me. I've been given 100% pardon, 100% for all I don't deserve heaven in and of myself. I've been made to deserve it because of what Jesus did at the cross. Now, I'd like to, I'd like to go a little further. I'm getting ahead of myself. We're in God. Okay, so verse 16. For men verily swear by the greater and an oath for confirmation is to them an end of all strife. Once that oath is made, that brings comfort into your heart. Wherein God, willing more abundantly to show unto the heirs of promise, those who are the inheritors of his promise, Willing more to show unto them the, the immutability of his counsel, confirmed it by an oath. Who did he swear by? He could, he could not swear by any greater, so he swore by himself. So this oath for confirmation, I, I didn't just go to Abraham, Roy, it got to me too. Because I'm an heir of that promise. I'm inheritor of the promise, the oath that God swore to Abraham and all down through the ages of time, he swore it to me too. And it has put an end to all of my strife because I don't have to worry as to whether I can keep the, uh, what God demands out of me because it was never set for me to keep it. It was always designed for his seed to come into this world and keep that law, keep that commandment to the jot and to the tittle and fulfill everything that was necessary to reconcile this little 11-year-old boy back to God and make it possible that I could be called a child of God. Buddy, I'm glad today that, I, that the Lord has shown this to us and he swore an oath to me and he put an end to all of my strife. Now listen to this. He confirmed it by an oath that by two immutable things in which it was impossible for God to lie, we might have a strong consolation who have fled for refuge to lay hold upon the hope set before us which hope we have as an anchor of the soul, both sure and steadfast, and which entereth in to, to, into that within the veil, whither the forerunner is for us entered, even Jesus Christ made an high priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. 
It has always been the design of God, Brother Terry, uh, uh, that he would have a holy priesthood in place to make it possible that you and I could be pardoned of what we are and be connected to God in a direct way. When Jesus came in, that's what a holy priesthood is all about. It's one who is able to touch God and to touch man and bring us together. That's who Jesus is. He had to be one of us, Billy Ray, or he couldn't have reconciled us back. And he had to raise us from the dead, or there'd be a raise from the dead, or there would be no hope in his death on the cross. I'm glad I know where, where, my, where my hope lies. Because now listen, these two immutable things in which it was impossible for God to lie. I'd like to read about the oath that was sworn by God over in the, in the next chapter of Hebrews, uh, chapter 7. Reads like this, verse 19, For the law made nothing perfect, but the bringing in of a better hope did, by the which we draw nigh unto God. And inasmuch as not without an oath, he was made priest. For those priests were made without an oath, but this with an oath, by him that said unto him, The Lord swear and will not repent, thou art a priest forever, after the order of Melchizedek. He swore an oath, not just, uh, not just to me, but he swore an oath to his own son, Terry. Yes, sir. He said, thou art a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. Well, listen, I don't know. I don't know all the fullness of this, but I do know this, that when Jesus came into this world, he came on a mission, and that was to be sacrificed for our sin and our iniquity. It wasn't possible that the blood of bulls and goats could take away sin, but the blood of a man who's perfect and upright could do it. He took it away, John. John saw him and said, Behold, the Lamb of God that taketh away the sin of the world. He knew him. He knew him for who he was. And buddy, when he raised that third and appointed morning, he, were, he raised according to the oath that was sworn to him. Thou art a high priest forever after the order of Melchizedek, who was, who was the king of Salem. I, I thought about this. If you look up, if you look up the meaning of the word Salem, it means peace, peaceful. If you work up look up the name Jerusalem, it means founded peaceful. It means that, that Jesus is the founder of the peaceable kingdom of God. He's the author and the finisher of our faith. He came to give us peace in our heart, Billy Ray. And we can rest in it because an oath has been sworn. An oath not by any man, but an oath by God himself. And because he could swear by no greater, he raised his hand and swore an oath. I swear by my own name, I will fulfill this promise that you might have a strong consolation, that you might be able to lay hold on a hope that is set before you, that you will not be afraid, but you can rest in it and know where you stand with me. This high priest, after the order of Melchizedek, having no beginning and having no ending, all the priests, all the priests before Jesus got here, 
They were born into it. Ordained through, through Aaron and then they were born into it. But this one, this one was sworn by an oath to be the high priest forever by God himself. And because he is high priest forever, he ever liveth to make intercession on our behalf. For all of those who have fled for refuge to lay hold upon the hope that is set before us. That hope, that hope that is a sure anchor for our soul. Whether the forerunner has for us entered into that which is within the veil. And that veil, the Hebrew writer said, was his flesh. The only thing keeping this thing from being completely fulfilled before the Lord ever got here was the fact that he had to come as a man and be a flesh just like us. In order to pay the debt, that veil, that veil separated us from being able to come into the holiest of holies. Only the high priest could go in there. But when the Lord died on that cross, that veil was rent in twain from the top to the bottom. This originated in heaven and he split it wide open and the doorway into the holiest of holies was made available for us to go in. That's where we're at. Therefore, we can come boldly through the throne of grace and find help in our time of need. We are able to come to him without fear. We're able to come to him without reservation. You that are lost and undone, you need to know this. The only thing keeping you bound is that you just won't come. Satan has no dominion over you. Everything that he may try to hold over your head has been done away. Everything that he may try to bring against you has been done away by our Savior and High Priest. The Lamb of God took away the sin of the world. And when he raised from the dead and ascended back to the throne room of God, he took in his own blood and sprinkled it on the mercy seat and made it possible that God would have power and authority to save all those who believe on him. Amen. Amen. That's where I stand. I'm riding into heaven on this oath. Yeah, I'm holding him to it, Perry. Brother Terry, I called you Perry. I got prayer on my mind. Riding into heaven on the hem of my high priest's garment. I preached on that one time. Are you saved today? Oh, I'm, can, I, can I go just a little farther, Terry? I'd like to go into the book of, of Peter now. Second Peter chapter one. Peter writes and said, for he received from God the Father honor and glory. This is verse 17. When there came such a voice to him from the excellent glory, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. And this voice which, we, which came from heaven we heard when we were with him in the holy mount. We have also a more sure word of prophecy. Whereunto you do well that you take heed. Now I want you to listen to this. You that are here and you're wondering what to do with this. As Terry, as Terry read, 
Who hath believed our report? You've heard the report on Jesus here today. And we have a more sure word of prophecy that we're telling you here today. Those, uh, those of the old, they, 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 didn't, they didn't have the history, if you will, to look on. They had the Lord speaking to them, but they didn't have the history. Peter said, not only that, we were eyewitnesses of his majesty. We were right there with him when the voice spoke out of heaven and said, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. And not only that, Terry, they saw Moses and Elijah and everybody had wondered all down through the years, what happened to those boys? And Jesus said, they've been with me all along. Yeah, Yeah, I've had their life in my hands the whole time. He's got me in. His hands too. Yeah, Blaine, I'll declare, I wouldn't take nothing for this. And I wouldn't take nothing for what the Lord has helped me to see in it. We have a more sure word of prophecy that you would do well to take heed to. Listen how he explains this. Whereunto you do well that you take heed as unto a light that shineth in a dark place. We were talking about being up on Buffalo me and Dad, some of you knows where Buffalo is. Some of you, it's, still, it's on the map now. It didn't always used to be. You'll not see Buffalo from space. <laughs> There's no lights that light Buffalo up. You get down there in the dark time, you can't see your hand in front of your face. Dad said he used to walk that road and he'd use the tree line. He'd look up at the trees to see where the road was. He could see see the tree line as long as the stars were out and as long as the moon was shining. He could see the tree line. But other than that, you're just kind of guessing. The Lord said, I want to take all the guesswork out of this for you on how you can get to heaven. how you can be right with me, have your sins pardoned, have your iniquity taken out of the way and and have the hope of everlasting life in your heart knowing that you have raised from the dead with Christ. He said, I want to take all the guesswork out of it. This sure word of prophecy, Terry, it's the truth and you ought to take heed to it just like you would a light that's shining in a dark place. If you see a light on Buffalo, you're welcome. You're, you'll be we, uh, welcome to go to follow that light and know that you make sure you're not going to step off a bank somewhere. They told her. They told our little grandson. We had him up Mud Creek. One of the fellas. He was just a little fella. He was running around there. He said, "Y'all keeping a close eye on him. He goes over that bank. He won't stop till he hits bottom." That's the way it is on Buffalo. You won't stop till you hit bottom if you miss the road. Oh, I want to tell you something. If you miss this road that the Lord has made for you to get you to heaven, you won't stop until you hit rock bottom. And that bottom is being eternally separated from God. Don't miss this road. Pay heed to this prophecy. Pay heed to this truth as you would a a light that shineth in a dark place until the day dawn and the day star arise in your heart. 
When the Lord comes up in you and you see him for what he is and what he's done on your behalf, Terry, when that truth becomes real, salvation's right there. That's when salvation comes. That's enough preaching. You ready to give the invitation? I don't know where you are, but the Lord wants to save you. Come on, buddy. Come on. Let's get us a song. I don't know where you are, but the Lord does. And the truth of the matter is, when the Lord gets a hold of your heart, he'll let you know where you are too. He's concerned about us, brother. I appreciate you. He's concerned about us. I think I may have preached this the last time I was here. He knows more about the outcome of my eternal life than I do. But worst off, he knows more about the outcome of my eternal death and damnation than I do. More than you do. He wants to save you because he knows what lay ahead for you. He wants to get you in this. And he wants to give it to you. And he's sworn an oath that if it don't work, it's not anybody's name at stake but my own. And you don't have anything to worry about, Roy. I've sworn an oath to you. And I'll save you. And I'll keep you based on what my son did at the cross and the fact that he is raised from the dead and the fact that he is seated as the high priest forever after the order of Melchizedek to make intercession on our behalf. As long as he's alive, I've got one on the inside working on my behalf. They had those sanctuary cities, Terry, back in that day. And as long as the high priest was alive in that city, <laughs> you were safe to go there and the, and the accusers couldn't, couldn't come to you and couldn't drag you out. You were safe in that sanctuary city. As long as that priest was staying alive. I've got a high priest who'll never die. He said, I'm he who was alive and was dead. He said, but behold, I'm alive forevermore. Never to die again. Having the keys of death and hell in my hand. And you are safe to come to me. If you want to. If you want to be saved, come to me. I promise you, you will be. That's an oath. That's an oath. Yeah, would you come to it? Brother Terry, go ahead. Good preaching. Thank the Lord. I appreciate God's messenger and I appreciate the message of the gospel. I felt like while he was preaching, God just turned my heart. I felt like God was taking that gospel and speaking to somebody's heart here. And I feel like God's saying, come. Come home. Come and see the light. Come and find out. Come and make sure. That's what he preached about tonight. If you wonder about it, if you question some things, and that's just that's just human nature. But come and see. Come and see tonight. 
I believe somebody needs to come. And I, again, I appreciate that message. Great truth in that message. I'm glad for the promise that God made and swore by himself because he could swear by no greater. Isn't that a sweet thought and a great point? God has things fixed. Salvation is ready. Jesus is alive. The blood is at hand. God, Jesus shed his blood. And yet he's alive. Jesus even took his blood and offered it in the holiest of holies in heaven. He did. The priest used to do that. It was a service that was pointing to Jesus. But Jesus did it and he finished the work and the blood is available to cleanse yours and my soul. I've already had the cleansing. It's eternal. You can get it tonight. Well, I don't understand all about it, preacher. I didn't understand everything when I come to the altar. But God did. And when I talked to him, he helped me. He'll help you tonight. Oh, will you just come? Say some more, buddy. Say some. And the fact that God raised him from the dead is the work that was necessary to get us out of this mess we're in. Our only hope, our only hope is what Jesus did. Jesus said, I'm the way and I'm the truth and I'm the life and no man cometh unto the Father but by me. Sin had to be reckoned with but he did a real job when he took it to the cross and he got rid of it. Got it completely out of the way. Last time I was here and preached, the Lord had to preach some of the disappearing dirt. He took all of that iniquity, laid it on his goat, and did away with it. And it's gone forever. There's not a charge that can be laid to his work. But if you do not heed to this true word of prophecy, the charge will not be your sins and iniquities. The charge will be unbelief. It's unbelief. You just said that word belief. That word belief. It don't just mean I believe this is Terry Brock. That word belief, if you look it up, it means literally to trust. And goes even further to entrust the welfare of one's soul in the Lord Jesus Christ. Will you believe on Him? Will you trust Him for the saving of your soul? It'll work. I'm we're compassionate with such a great cloud of witnesses. Not just those here. I'm convinced all of heaven knows what's going on right now. Every one of them crying are aware. Every one of them are echoing. The stones are crying. 
going to take care of you. I've got very little still on my heart. Harry used to say, just raise your little white flag. Just raise your little white flag and give up. If you're lost, you're on the losing side. If you're saved, you're on the can't lose side. Help us, Lord. Amen. Would you come? Would you come? That's all the question the Lord ever asked is will you come to me? Will you come to me? I've done it all. I've, I've made the way possible. I am the way. The highway of holiness is the Lord Jesus Christ. And the wayfarer man, no fool can't hurry me. Up. It's a good thing I can't mess it up, or I would have already done it. Why not tonight? If not now, when? There's no assurance for tomorrow. Yep. But God's sworn an oath to you tonight. Right now. Now's the day of salvation. It's not out yonder somewhere. Paul said, it's not out yonder somewhere. It's right now. Right. It's not yet to come. We're not waiting on Jesus to come back for salvation to happen. Uh, the day of salvation is already made available. Amen. One of the writers of old said, this is a day that the Lord hath made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. He wasn't talking about September the 24th. No. He was talking about the day of grace that was made possible through the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. This, ever, this everlasting day of grace that the Lord has made for us. Amen. Yeah, Terry, that's all I got. Just another song. Wait just a minute. That's good preaching. That's good preaching and good inviting, good invitation. Uh, I asked him to wait just a minute. I said, I won't have another song. I won't say a few words. And, uh, come on, my heart, to make an invitation. I've made this invitation uh, before, but it's been so long, I can't remember when. But it come on my heart real strong. In just a little bit, when they begin singing, I'll, I'll get Brother Melvin to come down here and stand with me. <coughs> See, Will, excuse me. But I want to make this invitation. If you're here today and you know you're not where you should be with the Lord, there's some things that's just out of place, but maybe some things you don't understand and you're wrestling with it and struggling with it and just having a hard time as far as coming to the altar. I'm going to ask you to do this. Not that there's any virtue in me or Melvin, all the virtues in the Lord, but what I'm going to ask you to do is step out from wherever you're at in the house. Just simply come down, shake mine and Melvin's hand. If you want to turn around and go back to your seat, that's wonderful. Uh, that'd be fine. But by making that step, that's a step in the right direction. And I believe it will magnify uh, what burden the church has already got for you, which might be great anyway, but I believe it'll, and I believe it'll give you an added incentive. Now, if you would get up here, we're not going to try to talk in stand talk. If you'd get up this close and you'd decide, you, that'd be okay. You'd do that. But just if you would, just come, shake our hands, go back to your seat, and we'll pray, pray, pray. Sing. Would there be one come, whatever your case is?
just obey the Lord. God can handle it. God can fix it. God knows all about it. And, they, and God's ready. God's a right now God. And now, as the priest said, now's the day of salvation. Now's acceptable time. If you hear his voice, harden not your heart, but come. Let me say this. Surely, surely, it's time to do something. If you feel that way, there's a, an anxiety in you and a, a concern about you, and you know something's needed to do, do something. This won't hurt you. It'll just be an encouragement to you and a, an encouragement to the prayers of the church. No harm done. Can't hurt you. And if you feel like it might help you, then do it. Obey the Lord. Obey Him. Your move, your choice. Choose ye this day whom ye will serve. The devil can't make that choice for you. He doesn't have the authority, and he'll try to he'll try to talk you out of coming God's way. But the choice is still yours. It is yours, yours alone. God won't make you make the right choice, but He invites you with all the love and compassion that it took for His Son to go to the cross. Oh, God. Thank you for standing with me, brother. Oh, brother. You want to say anything else? I think I'll, if I get started again, I may be here all night. I'd be all right. I would like to say this. Uh, I appreciate Lima Church. Yeah, I appreciate you, Pastor. I appreciate all of you. Uh, you've helped me today. Lafayette Church helped me today. Just good to, just good to be with you. And uh, we'd be praying for you and ask that you'd pray for us as well. Uh, and uh, it was good to see Kayla again. All right, my heart's finished. It's up to you. Preacher, we, again, we thank the Lord for our preaching, brother, brother Melvin King. I appreciate him coming, and like I said, appreciate his wife. I've mentioned that already, and I, I appreciate the preachers and appreciate their wives, each one of them. And, and I didn't say this earlier, but I'll say it now. I think everybody knows I feel this way. The preachers I was talking about, the one that's visiting, I appreciate every visiting preacher that you're tonight, every one of you. But also, I appreciate our preachers that belong here. We got some young preachers that belong here, and I could not tell how much of a blessing and a help they are uh, to me and to this church. And I, I just thank the Lord for them. Okay. Anything on anybody's heart before we come to close? Got an announcement laying up here. It's Denny Hunter's birthday on the 28th of this month. Let's all send him a birthday card. That's a wonderful idea. Amen. So remember that. Hey, Terry, before I forget, uh, Harmony is having the youth service uh, okay. next next Saturday night at 5 o'clock. Okay. Uh, Brother Cameron Mason is coming to preach for us. 
Oh, okay. Uh, and everybody here is invited to come. Okay, that's just come Saturday night? It's just coming Saturday night, whether oh. you're in the youth group or not. Okay, even, uh, even if you're older than the youth group? Even if you're older than the youth group, yeah, you can still come. Okay. <laughs> what time does that start? Five o'clock. Okay. Yeah. Five o'clock at Harmony Missionary Baptist Church down in Dayton. And uh, Cameron Mason will be preaching. And uh, everybody's welcome. And uh, that's a good invitation. I appreciate that. Anything else? Do I need to read this uh, about the ladies' uh, craft day or not? Okay. Ladies' craft day, October 14th, 1 to 4, in the fellowship hall. And November the 4th, cake decorating. See sign-up sheet in the foyer for details. And so remember that. And we certainly appreciate our ladies and our ladies' group. Okay, anything else? I got part of that, and I'll say, remember that. Uh, I appreciate that. And uh, remember to pray. I mentioned it this morning, God willing, this Sunday coming, 1st of October, we're having baptizing in the morning service. Then on the 8th of October, we're also having a baptizing service in the morning service. Then on the 15th of October, we're having a baptizing in the evening service. And so pray for those services. Pray for those folks that are getting baptized. Pray that their family and friends will come and uh, uh, be witness to the baptizings and what an opportunity it is in a baptizing for God to speak some people don't usually come. Yeah, it's great. Okay, anything else? Yeah, mail meeting tonight. I remember it's uh, last Sunday night of the month we meet in the fellowship hall for uh, just a few minutes probably. But remember that to our men here at Lima. Anything else? Sure good to be here. Thank God. Okay, if uh, nothing else, we'll ask everybody to see to stand. Uh, we'll just ask Brother Brian if he'll pray this mission.